Hello, everyone. You're listening to Valorant Radio. My name is Matt Weston, and tonight I'm joined by my good friend Taylor, who is not a subterranean troglodyte at all. This is all a big lie. You are lying to the audience right now. I am. I, oh I saw God. I saw source code uh, yesterday. You sold your soul to the <laughs> devil is what you did right now. I watched source code yesterday, and so what? I've been like the mood of like stopping something and starting it again. That's, that's and not doing that's that like over vantage over point, man. That's not a good movie. Source code's a great movie. Well, wait, source code's a good movie. Don't you dare yeah. say any, otherwise. Vantage point I've is what you're trying it. to do. No, I'm saying source code. Or he oh. keeps having to keep saving the train over and over again. He keeps starring back over. Yeah, but that's what we're doing right but now. But it's like I'm the main character in all of this. You're torturing me. All right, I've only tortured you once, though. What do you mean you only torture me once? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally watched Saints Cowboys. Do you want to talk about it? Mm. All right, go ahead. Now we'll talk about. No, it. no, 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 no. <laughs> go ahead. Let's open the uh, door. I was really impressed by the Cowboys' interior pass rush. Oh, yeah? Because that was the main reason why the Saints Uh beat the Rams was because Uh the Saints have great interior pass protection. They were able Uh to block Aaron Donald and Dom Kong Su. Uh But they were unable to really – they didn't give any sacks on the interior, but they were able to be able to push the pocket in the interior. And Drew Brees, he's a short guy. It's hard for him to see over all that. Uh-huh. You know, you, you build the fence up to eight feet. You can't see over an eight-foot fence. What? You put the fence at six feet, you can see over the fence. But Jacob. they built the fence up and pushed the pocket, and he had trouble seeing over it. Also, I think what? that was the best game Dak Prescott has had in his entire career. What? And that was the best Dak Prescott. What are you talking about? He wasn't even that good in that game. He was 24 for 28 for 248 yards. Great. That's wonderful. The one, the one thing that really hurt. Looking back at the Green Bay games when he played Aaron Rodgers. What are you talking that about? That was too long ago. What do you mean that was too long ago? This is the best game Dak's ever played. Now, I don't even know. The I offense I... could be playing better than what it was. See, this is why. This is why you should have watched it last week when I watched it because now – Dude, you're a week behind. What are you doing? Huh? We're focusing on this well, we week in the now. You are focused back then because... I only live in the past. You only live in the past. Yeah. But that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm here to keep you level. I feel like if you've ever seen Rick and Morty where he says, Morty, you've ever feel the true balance? Or no, no, true level. And then he builds it, and then Morty steps on the true level. It's just a big square, and all of a sudden, he's having an orgasm. Very weird. It's a very interesting moment. I've seen all of them, but I don't remember this at all. Wait, you don't remember true level? No, I don't. Oh, God. You're not a fan. I never said I was a fan. What are we talking about? You just said you watched them all. Yeah, it doesn't mean like I would consider myself a Ricky Morty fan. So what are you, then? A poser? I like the show. God, I watched all of them. But I wouldn't say I'm a Ricky Morty fan. Dude, it's okay. You're a poser, man. For, hey, first and foremost, I'm a Houston Texans fan. I'm not a son. I'm not a father. I'm not an uncle. I'm not an employee. I'm not a writer or a reader or a backpacker. I'm a Houston Texans fan. You hate your own team. That's what I am. That's what you do. No, that's what I am. No, 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 no. You hate on your own team. You don't even believe in your own team. Hey, first things first, I'm a realist. You're not a realist. Yeah, I'm a realist. That's not what you are. I think you're a hater. No. That's what I think. You're number one hater. I don't understand how you have fans. No, I don't have any fans. I, I feel like people listen because of me. That's where I'm at with it. Yes. I feel like people tune in because they say, Taylor, what do you have to say about the great Cowboys? And you know what I have to say? I think they're almost back. (laughs) I'm not quite sure. And we will will talk about the Cowboys in a second. 
so I, I turned on the Xbox I got. Oh, God. And I tried to play Fallout 4 for 10 minutes, and it took like two hours to download everything to play it. And I played for like 10 minutes. I was like, this is all right. And then I played Diablo 3 for like five minutes. I'm like, this is okay. And so I may play it in May, but I would rather... I need Really what I should be doing is reading books and writing short stories and just cracking my skull open and letting my consciousness just seep as far as I can let it seep. So I don't know if I'm ever going to play this thing I just bought or not. Okay, okay. I don't know what you just said about the whole books, cracking open your skull. Matt, I want you to tell our audience, what room are you in right now? What room is this? I'm in some weird places right oh now. Oh my it's weird god. In here. This is the comic room. Everywhere you look, there is a comic book. You know why? Because comic is knowledge. Not books that crack your skull open. No, I'm gonna crack my own skull open well, to wait. let my consciousness Whoa. seep out as far as it can go. Well what is that? Is that some like fortune cookie that you read today? No. It's a, it's a it's a mood. It's a big mood. It's not a big mood. Yeah, That's a it fortune is. cookie. No, I got pretty sure. I got in that mood last summer. I'm gonna try to get in that mood again. Why why can't you just like be proud of my room that you're I like in it, right here? You don't I even like hate it, it, man. God I like it like this. See, aesthetics. like what I said. Hater. It's all you are, man. It's all you are. <laughs> I feel like this is the perfect room for two twenty-something uh, men to do a podcast in. Twenty-something. Wait, wait. Two, dude. This room can fit five. I'm not saying men. it can't. I'm saying it's perfect for what we're doing right now. Wait, no. Yeah, no. no. I, I feel like you want me to yourself right now. Are you making a move on me right now? No, I'm not. God. I'm not. You, if I was, you would know. There wouldn't even be a question. God. The only other better place for me to do this podcast is if we went over to my mother's house and walked down in the basement and did it in there. Did you just say you wanted me to go to your basement and do it with your mother? No, I wanted you to go to my mother's house and do it with me in there. And Wait, by it, I mean <laughs> record this podcast. Uh, so also, all right, how's your heart right now? Is it full with Jingle Bells and Holly and those that tree that's on your front door. Holly, it's it's not full with any of that. You know what? It's I got the Christmas spirit going on here. I yeah, feel it's a like, metaphor. What I'm yeah, saying. I don't get your metaphor sometimes. All right, I feel like you call me a lot of names during your metaphors, so I take them as insults. Watch your mouth and help me with the sale. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Either way, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I'm loving it. Set up my lights. I feel like I could do a little bit more. I'm not quite sure. I had to pick up some reindeer for my folks. Oh. They told me to pick them up. Are you putting them in your front yard? I'm going to put them in my front yard. I'm going to make them do each other. I know. Uh, we're going to be those 13-year-olds that somehow I'm going to wake up in the morning and my deer are going to be doing each other yeah. one day. I don't... It's, a, it's, a, it's like but the Masters. Yeah, it's a tradition. Like here's other. the thing. When, when you're that age, though, and whenever you get past, let's say, 30, you're at 30 and over. And you see the two deers and they're set up doing each other one morning. It's always funny. You did that when you were a child. So do you take offense or are you just laughing it off at me? It's like, always funny. But who removes it? Is it the wife or is it you? I mean, of course it has to be you. What if I leave it? Well, I don't know. It's funny. It's this no matter it doesn't, man. No, I mean, no matter what. It's what if funny. I blame it on kids every single time, but it's really me? The, the worst thing we ever did was steal a baby Jesus from a nativity scene. And then throw in the middle of the road. That Wait, was, I didn't was, do that. I did. I did that. Yeah, once. yeah, yeah. You, you were that. with me, probably. I wasn't with you. 
Oh, no. No, no. The only thing that we did that was actually kind of cool is we swapped decorations from yeah, one yeah. house to another. That's what we were trying to do, but then we ended up just punting the baby Jesus. Oh, I was there. Yeah, you oh, were. Oh, God. Uh, if there was a bad adolescent decision that was made, you were there. So, football, last week. I Yeah, I won't talk about Christmas. I'll talk about Christmas maybe after I get back from the desert. But oh, God. last week, I went three and one of my picks. I picked the Chargers, the Broncos, the Seahawks. You went one and three. You picked the Chargers and got every other game other than that wrong. For the season... I picked some lines. Don't you dare. For the season, I'm 23 and 13, and you are 18 and 18. You're running out of time, Taylor. There's only four more weeks left, and then we got playoffs, but you're running out of time. What are you talking about? If I'm over 500, that's a win. You're 18 and 18. Yeah. You, you have to catch up to me. Oh, wait. I have to catch up to you? Yeah. Okay, you're cheating. You're the one that's calculating cheating. these numbers. Nobody's keeping track of this but you. So uh, what else am I going to say? But guess what? You're a liar. The first word that ever that always comes to somebody's head when they think of me is integrity. And the second word is honesty. So I don't want to listen to this. Wait, wait. Name three people that actually believe that. You? No, whoa, 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 nope. Everybody I work with. Nope. My brother. I'm gonna get no. Wait, wait, Kevin, which brother? Colton. Okay. Tyler. Neither of those. Uh, everybody. Every You're naming people that I'm don't believe name, it. I'm naming everybody in the world. You're naming All people that you know. People. It's like yeah. your Brett from Anchorman. I love Lamp. Do you really no, love lamp, or are you just naming things that you know and see? <laughs> not at all. Guess what you're doing. I'm full of integrity and honesty. I'm not lying about these numbers. You just need to make better picks. So this week, we're going to talk about Texans. Colts, the Texans are four-point favorites. I can't wait. Eagles, Cowboys. No, the Texans are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, get it right. Eagles, Cowboys. Cowboys are four-point favorites. Giddy up. Baltimore, Kansas City. Kansas City is eight-and-a-half-point favorites. And then we'll talk about Sunday, Monday Night Football. Vikings, Seahawks. Seahawks are three-point favorites. Uh, are you excited for this week's schedule this week? Actually, I'm not too bad for the games that we're talking about this week. Last week was bad. Yeah, this week I mean, is good. Uh, I really wish I could talk some smack right now, maybe give you some sarcasm, but I'm really looking forward to this week. I feel like these games are kind of going to tell us the season. I, I feel like there's a lot of big things going on. I always, I always want to say that, and then you think that, and you're like, this but, is a big week. But this is a big so, game. I mean, there's some good but matchups But then two here. weeks later, it just completely changes. I guess my point That's is that we, we, we add so much each week, and then we think, oh, this, is, this week has such a big swing to it. But really, you know, like it's a long season, and it's just one game and a game of 16. But I understand. I understand it's different every December hits, though. Yeah, There's that's kind of my point, here. though. Are you at least a little excited? Oh, I'm super excited. Yeah, okay. I was about to say, at least there's Dude, something. Look at this nipple. Okay, what is that? Pretty, it's pretty is hard. Is that ingrown hair? <laughs> what is that? It's a hard you nipple. Get that, look at that. Is that black? Oh, my God. It's a... I don't know what it is. I, you know, just leave it to your imagination. So the Texans are playing the Colts. The Texans are nine and three. They've won nine games in a row, uh, beating your Dallas Cowboys during their stretch of nine wins. The Colts, they're six and six. If the Houston Texans win this game, the Houston Texans will clinch their fifth AFC South championship. Uh, they're fifth in eight years after going eight years previously without winning one. And so, you know, football, the main point of the game is to win a Super Bowl. That's what you think if you're you know, very close-minded, uh, you know, Mr. Big Picture. But really what's more important is winning an AFC South championship. 
This is what these players have dreamed of their entire life. This is what I watch every week for is AFC South football. And to see a championship this Sunday is going to be uh, an extraordinary game, an extraordinary moment. So you two are very excited for this game, right? Okay, so I, I did I did some research about your team. By the way, very impressed. So my whole thing when it comes to the Houston Texans, your schedule. You played against the Pats, Titans, Giants, Colts, Cowboys, Bills, Jags, Dolphins, Broncos, Redskins, Titans, Browns, Colts, Jets, Eagles, Jags still remain. Is that an impressive schedule to you, Matt? It's they. This is this is what it whoa, is. Whoa, 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 wait! I asked a yes or no question. I think I think by DVOA they played the twenty seventh toughest schedule in football. Okay, year. so my question to you is: Do you believe in your own team? I my this is my thing about it. Uh-huh. They have played a bunch of teams that can't throw the football. Uh-huh. You know the problem the Houston Texans is. Yep, they have really bad cornerbacks, so uh-huh. they can't stop teams that can throw the football. And so whenever they play an actual team that can throw the football, they're going to have a bad time. And so it's impressive with nine games in a row. But the biggest thing about this nine-game win streak is that it intersected exactly with their strength, which is stopping the run. They have the best run defense in football. They play a lot of teams that can't throw the ball, aren't even that good at running the football, but have to run the football because they can't throw the ball. And the Texans you know, won some close games, and they scored you know, 23 points, except for that Miami game other than that. And so that's the big thing about it is that the schedule just intersected perfectly with their strength. I guess my question to you is, if you face the Baltimore Ravens and you face the Chargers in the first round, do you win that game? I, well, the, the problem with the Ravens is that they don't just run the ball straight at you. They have multiple options in every play. Whoa, the wait, only time whoa, wait, I, I mean, asked a question. I'm, I'm explaining asked, an answer. I asked, I asked a question. Yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm just asking yeah, I know, something I'm here. You, yeah, we're having no, a conversation. But it's an elaborate answer. I mean, it's just a real yes or no response it is there. But so... With the Ravens, the thing is they don't run straight at you. They have multiple options. They run outside the tackles. The problem Houston has had in the run game is by teams that use misdirection, that take advantage of J.J. Watts and Jadavion Clowney's aggressiveness against them, that take advantage of having three guys in the same hole or the same gap, I guess, instead is a, is a better way to say it. And they're able to bounce out wide for cutbacks and sorts of things. So I think they would beat the Ravens. I think it would be closer than would be expected. But if they put the Chargers... They don't even have a cornerback who can cover Travis Benjamin, let alone Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. And even, I don't think they can even cover Antonio Gates. Justin Jackson is like the greatest running back of all time again. And also by that point, too, Melvin Gordon will be back as well. And uh, so, no, I don't think they would. I think the Chargers would beat them by at least two touchdowns. I think Steelers would beat them by two touchdowns. I think the Patriots would beat them by two touchdowns. I think the Chiefs would beat them by two touchdowns because they don't have the cornerback talent to play with those teams. This is what my point is about you. You are the worst fan of a team that I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. But this is my whole entire point when it comes to you. You don't even believe in your own press. You don't believe in the Houston Texans. Because even that you know, oh, we're going to get into the playoffs. But we're going to probably lose in the first round. But at least it was a great, it was a great tidy ho season. Probably the second round. Your season's worthless then. Well, Why do you want to even make the playoffs if you know you're going to lose in the first round? What's the point of it? It's, you it's, have no faith in your own team. Because it's better to make the playoffs than not make the playoffs. That's not true. After that, the only thing that does is save your coach, which is no. what's holding your team back. I, what do you mean? No, it's more fun so, to watch him right now than it was last year. Last year, I watched Tom Savage this. play. Let me ask you this: Would you rather the Houston Texans continuously win and keep Bill O'Brien, or 
Would you rather the Houston Texans lose and fire Bill O'Brien? I would want the Houston... I'd rather have them win games. Oh, 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 you struggled at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, well, the thing is it's changed. Because week eight, I was like, I want the Texans to make the playoffs and then have Bill O'Brien get Mike malarkey where you win a playoff game and they get fired in the second round. And so now it doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen. But also, like, with the amount of draft capital they'll have next year, with the cap space they have next year... They'll be able to fit a lot of the holes. Bill O'Brien has, has shown an ability to uh, design a good offense that throws the ball downfield when Will, when Will Fuller's healthy. And so by taking that extrapolating into next year, I think he can do a better job next year. But this year is just kind of like 2015 was with a much better quarterback. I See, this is my problem because it's the same thing that I have as a Cowboys fan when it comes to Bill O'Brien and Jason Garrett. And I hate that I have to compare our teams, but I do. It's the same Texas type of deal here. Texas toast. Our our guys are winning because of talent. Like yeah. it's our teams are relying themselves on the talent that our teams possess in order for them to well, be able to keep their. Well, they both have really their, good defensive coordinators too. I, exactly, and that's what's saving them. By the way, uh, Rich, Richard, I believe, is what his name is from Seattle. That we have, he is in line. He is going to be our next head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I think so. Like, oh my God, I know. <laughs> With Lewis last week, whenever Lewis caught that interception to end the game against Drew Brees, I love more than anything when a coach goes up to his player and he's yelling and screaming in his ear where it's a personal moment between them and he's smacking his hand on his shoulder pad and then he walks away as if nothing ever happened. I love that type of moment between the two and it shows a bond. It shows a chemistry and I love that it seems like the coach believes in the player and the players are buying into it. It's what a coach well, is supposed to have. I think this thing about Bill O'Brien though is that all the like although we've nitpicked his offense all year and you know things like not taking so long to chip guys on the edge, throw play action, use Watson as a runner, all these different things it took him so long to realize to start doing is that the players have buy, bought into him since he's been a coach here. There's something to say about competency and winning games. They seem to like playing for him. And so, like, although he's slow to learn certain things and he's too conservative clock with his offensive play calling, yeah. I, I have the same problem. He doesn't manage me. the clock well, doesn't use his ch- timeouts well, doesn't use his challenges well, all that sort of stuff. He doesn't do all that well. But, like, I mean, I don't know. They're 9-3. and three. I'm just yelling into the wind. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, really, like, it's been fun this year. It's fun watching him win. I'm glad J.J. Watt's super healthy. Watson's, like, you know, he's spectacular. It's been really great to see him play in a real offense. That actually lets him throw the ball downfield some. Uh, so I'm excited for the future. But this year it's just been like since like week seven hit, I was like, I think I got the season down. I think I know how it's gonna be. When they play teams that have to run the ball, they're gonna win. When they play teams that can throw the ball downfield, they're gonna lose. And just with their schedule, they haven't played teams that throw the ball downfield that much. And last week against Cleveland, Baker Mayfield started throwing the ball downfield the second half. Really good at it. It worked really well. And so this week against the Colts, uh, Andrew Luck has had some really weird numbers. He has, he's averaging 6.9 yards an attempt, but he's thrown 32 touchdowns. There's only been one other quarterback in, uh, since the merger to have to average 6.9 yards an attempt or less and throw more than 30 touchdowns. That was Brett Favre in 1994. Oh, I'm not surprised. He's had just such a strange year. But at the same time, though, Andrew Luck does throw a ball downfield. He's thrown 75 attempts that travel more than, t- more than 15 yards or just 10th in football. He averages only 11.9 yards an attempt on those throws, though. So he's not throwing the ball 30 yards down the field that often, but he's throwing the ball 20 yards down the field. He's not throwing the ball 50 yards down the field, but he's throwing it 17 yards down the field. And so uh, that's why I think the kind of the key is in this game is that 
The Colts are going to throw the ball. Uh, T.Y. Hilton in two and a half quarters in their first matchup, he had 125 re- uh, receiving yards. And also in Hilton's career against Houston, he's played 14, 13 games against them, 1,246 yards, 11.3 yards a catch. And so I think with the Colts' pass protection being as good as it's been and them actually having a quarterback that can throw the ball uh, downfield to take advantage of Houston's secondary play, I think the Texans are finally going to lose a game this week. Okay. You know what? I would have agreed with you. Trust me. I was going to be behind you a thousand percent, which is why even next week as a Cowboys fan, I was going to fear this Colts team. I was going to be behind you, man. I was there. And then last week happened against the Jaguars. You see what happened last week? But but it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was so, gross. So the, the Colts went for a fourth and one three times. They got stopped each time. The game was 0-0. Zero, 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 was zero, zero. They went for him fourth and one, the one and a half. They threw a shovel pass, got tackled immediately. What? They went for him fourth and one, about the thirty seven, about in field goal range. They ran a jet sweep with Eric Ebron, got hit by Miles Jack but, but, and Talbot Smith and fumbled. They went for it on. But Matt, 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 you're still explaining. But I'm saying you're still explaining that place that where they, they still would have punted. No, they would kick field goals. Was what I'm saying. They should have scored at least nine points that game. But they went for him fourth and one, got stopped. They went from 4th and 1 twice in field goal range. The game was 0-0 against Cody Kessler. This third 4th and 1, they were down 0-6. I understood that one. They should they 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 played well enough to beat the Jaguars. The 4th down decisions were just really stupid. And that's what happened in that game. And the Jags have a great defense, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Jags do not have a great defense. They no matter can, what anybody they says, they have the talent last of a year defense. was, oh, you're exactly right. The talent of a great defense. Now, Matt, is that great of a defense as it was last year? It's, I didn't say it was as great as it was last year. Okay, but is it a great defense? Yeah. It's top a, five? Top ten. Or what number in ten? Uh, I'd say it's like seventh. <laughs> That's not that great. That's really good. That's not one of the There's, great NFL defenses not, that it was say, last year. Not, was yeah, but point. I never said that, though. But I say that because that's exactly <laughs> what yeah, the defense should that. be. They, exactly what well, you said. Is, they have the talent, but yet they're not showing they have the talent. That, but but the, I'm saying this is what happens with talent, though. Sometimes you have weeks like last week. Or they had against Indy, and that Indy was the had one some time. The Jags are not making anything this year. The yeah, no, I'm not saying dumb. that either. But they have they've had some really good defensive games this year, though, and that's what last week was. So I'm not worried about the Colts this week because again, last week Jalen Ramsey was spectacular against T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Harrison had a really good game. Boye had a really good game. Their pass rush was really good. Andrew Luck couldn't throw the ball past seven yards at all. Uh, so I so like that really last week really shouldn't extrapolate to this week. Just because Houston doesn't have the secondary play. But the one thing about Houston, though, is that if Deshaun Watson's going to throw the ball downfield, this would be the team to throw the ball downfield against. The Colts have, uh, haven't have been very good against downfield passes. Kenny Moore is their only good cornerback. Their other four cornerbacks are pretty bad. They kind of like a sneaky good pass rush. They have really good run defense. It's like, this is the game to throw the ball to Hopkins like 15 times uh, at least and also give them a bunch of you know, 25, 30-yard uh, pass attempts. If they do that, they they I think they can win this game. If they don't, I think they're going to lose. And I think they're going to lose in general because of it. What? So what's your pick for this one? Uh, God, you're the worst fan. Dude, I got the Texans 24. I have the Colts 17. All right, so you have Houston 24, the Colts 17. I have the Colts winning 31 to 23. I hate you, dude. 
Worst fan. I Worst wa- fan. I've watched 12 Texans game this year. I know how this team works. I know oh, how oh, it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope everybody hates you. All right, that's, that's, fine. Uh, that's No, no, no. It's not fine. All right, you're the worst. What do you mean? I, I have a black heart. Keep feeding the black heart. Black heart? Yeah. Keep feeling the, that charcoal. A charcoal? In my ribs. Well, I got charcoal so right you here. you from your ribs? No, I got charcoal right here. Is that like an alien? No, thing? like, so my, my ribs are the grill, and then you have the charcoal underneath my ribs, and that's my heart. Just pumping out evil, just septic tank fluid. Do you feel like that because you're in the comic book room? Did you see the Captain Marvel trailer number two? Oh. I will say, I'm impressed. You want to know why? Why? She went Super Saiyan. Oh. She went freaking Super Saiyan in the trailer. I've never been more impressed. I'm just going to throw that out there. Hmm. Hello. Yes. Brie Larson. I'm there. I was going to say I saw a trailer for something, but I don't watch any trailers at all, so... I don't really have anything. For you that. don't watch anything. I don't watch any trailers at all. Well, what do you mean you don't watch any I trailers? Like, what are you doing your free time? I like to know nothing when I go see something. What do you mean you like to know nothing when you go see Like when something? I go see something. That's a lie. Oh. Yeah. That, no, because you watch the weirdest movies known to man. What do you mean? What was the last movie you saw in theaters? Uh, I guess Halloween. That's what I mean by the weirdest yeah. movies. But I didn't see like one trailer at all for that. That's not a good movie though. Yeah, it's pretty good. No, it's not. We're not having this conversation. Nah, yeah, we're going to have this conversation. We've already, I think we already had it a month yeah, ago. You know what? We can have it again. We're not it's not it. a good movie. It's not a good movie. Okay, you win. I All right. Care. You know what? I don't care enough oh, to yeah. have this battle. Good. I'm going to take off my, my whitey tidies and wave them. And that's what you're going to do? I surrender. I'm glad you have whitey tidies, pervert. Of course. Yeah. My whole life. All right. Great. Never change them. Yeah. Same pair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Dallas, they're playing the Eagles at home. So again, I watched Dallas, New Orleans, and... I've, I've really struggled this week because I've come to the realization the Cowboys are my favorite team in the NFC East this year. I really enjoy watching their defense play because yeah, they're like super aggressive. They make plays. They have a, a great pass rusher in Marcus Lawrence. They have a lot of really great chase and tackling by Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch. That tackle Jalen Smith made on Kamara at the goal line was uh, just unbelievable. I like how aggressive their cornerbacks are at the point of attack. I like how Randy Gregory is just a big giant windmill that Don Quixote would fight. Um, and I like how technically sound their interior rushes too. And so, but this week after beating the Saints, losing this week is going to be the most Dallas Cowboys thing of all time. Are you talking to me right now? Yeah. Okay, okay. It's That's going to be the most Dallas Cowboys thing <laughs> of all time. Oh, wait, oh, wait. You're talking to me and you believe that my team is going to lose to the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. And there's no analysis behind this. It's just uh, yeah. by watching the Cowboys play over the course of my entire life. Hold on. This is the game they lose. So what you're telling me right now, Matthew, is that you believe in linebacker Camus Grogier Hill. And that is that Cowboys will always choke in the end. That no matter what, we will choke, and we will choke this weekend. Is that what you are agreeing with? You're agreeing with a man named Camus. It, their defensive line's really good, though. So your linebackers don't matter as much. He's playing in front of Timmy yep. Jernigan and Fletcher Cox yep. and Derek Barnett mm-hmm. and Chris Long right. so, and Michael Bennett. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever you said. Whatever you said. Whatever you said. Yeah, they've been great. Let me tell you about the Eagles. They have like the 20th best Woo! defense in football. Let's talk about it. How how good were they against the Redskins last week with Mark Sanchez? <laughs> were they like, did they blow you away? 
No. Were no. you impressed? No, no. Did I'm, you think that they were the greatest team known to man? I, I, now, let me ask you this. When you watched the Dallas Cowboys last week against the Saints, they blow you away. Do you think they were the greatest team known to man? I was impressed. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. I really enjoy watching Dallas play. Oh, you do? Good. Because yeah. I do, too. God. I'm, I'm Great. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> Just let you know. I've never been more excited because I believe you. I think it's great because this week, last week was fun. It was a wonderful time, but this is what I meant where you can't believe it's your Super Bowl. You have to keep going, and with this week coming up against the Eagles, you have to love that they won. And so now it's coming down to this game where the leader is pretty much the number one in the division. Even though the Eagles have a much harder schedule to end the season where in the end, I feel like Dallas can still pull away, except I want Dallas to win this game. Just solidify, they are for real. Yeah, so you can feel like how the Texans fans feel. You know, whoa, like, hey, we're going to make the playoffs. Whoa, we feel pretty whoa. good. We're going to win the division. Can you tell me a win that the Texans had that resembled what the Dallas Cowboys did against the Saints, may I ask? I mean, they beat the Dallas Cowboys, so that means they could beat the Saints. What week was that? Week five. Let's go back. Whoa. What was that? I think that was earlier than that. Week it was five. Week five. It was week five. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys were the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Vander Esch was the same. Was Sean Lee playing in that game? Vander Esch played that game. Was Sean Lee playing in that game? I don't know. I okay, remember. if Sean Lee was playing in that game, then obviously it was not the same defense. So you know what? I don't We're know. Put that one on the back. I don't burner. know. If Sean Lee's playing. We're gonna put that one on the back burner. <laughs> Well, and like I was saying, is that I, this is purely just this is all emotional. There's no analysis here at all. I've hated watching the Eagles play. They don't make any sense. I've given up trying to understand them. I've I've given up trying to have any idea what they are at all whatsoever. Last week against the Redskins, Wentz went one for four for 20 yards and downfield passes. How is Wentz only throwing four downfield passes against Washington? It's, you know, like it's just, it doesn't really make any sense at all with them. By the way, I came in here wanting to talk so much crap to you only because. Matthew, who's the best tight end in the league? The best tight end in the best league? Best tight end in the league. Uh, are we talking about pass catching? No, 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 no. We're best tight end in the league. I'm actually asking you, who do you believe is the best tight end in the league? For me, Zach Hurts. I still say Kelsey. All right. So that's exactly what I thought you'd say. So I came in here wanting to talking so much S-H-I-T to you. Okay. I don't want to say it out loud because I was inappropriate last week. Don't want to be this week. Yeah, we have put that. I'm going to calm now. I know. I saw they, that. It offended me a little bit. Tipper, I was like, I Tipper, Gore, Tipper Gore stamped it parental advisory. We were like a Limp Biscuit album last weekend. God, and Limp Biscuit hates themselves too. So, you know what? We got to move that inside. By the way, VH1 did a, a 50 war songs of all time. I always remember it. Yeah, I remember that too. Right. I watched all of those. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. Only because Limp Biscuit made the top 15, and I'll always remember it because they were top 15, and they asked him, Hey, you're on the top 50 war songs. What do you think of it? I guess we suck. <laughs> like, I, I think that's the greatest response. Because just Fred Durst is high on oxygen. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I guess we suck. I'll take I have that. $300 million. Yeah, that's fine. We suck. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. For me, though, Zach Ertz is the greatest. However, I got some numbers for you. Yeah, give me the numbers. All right, all right I got numbers. So for the season, Zach Ertz, 93 receptions, 978 yards, 6 TDs. It's impressive, right? Yeah, what's his DVOA? I don't care. <laughs> you know what Kelsey has? What? Do you think it's more or less? Less. By the way, 
I did too. This is where you own me. Travis Kelsey, 79 receptions, 1,082 oh, yards, and nine touchdowns. That's impressive. I freaking I hate just you think- so much. Only because Zach Gertz, it kind of shows the Eagles offense, to your point, which is why I bring it up. There's something off to where Carson Wentz is truly dependent on Zach Ertz, but Zach Ertz are, is not making the big plays. Yeah, he just runs He's, crossing routes. It, exactly. He's getting the yards, granted, and the touches, wonderful. But it's not saving them. Where Kelsey and Mahomes, Kelsey is really the guy that's scoring for them. Kelsey is the guy that's really running up the field. He is the guy that has 70... I mean, for God's sakes, it's... It's, oh, it's, it's very good. It's, it's ridiculous. I, 14, I, 14 targets less and yet more yards and more TDs. It's just more productive. And it seems like Zach Ertz is just the panic button, but he's the panic button that Carson Wentz is hitting over and over. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, Kelsey runs a lot more seam routes compared to what, compared to Ertz. He runs a lot of crossing stuff. Everything just drags over the middle, slants over the middle. He plays along the slot. At least with Kelsey, he's running seams, he's running posts, he's running those sorts of routes. And also the difference, too, is that he has Tyreek Hill on the other side of him. Hill draws a safety over every single time, but take you throwing over to Kelsey instead of throwing over to Hill. All right, all right, all right. So this actually goes back to my point. I'm sorry to interrupt you when it comes to this, but I do have a question. So this goes back to the weapons. What's a better, what was a better trade, Golden Tate or Amari Cooper? Um... Third round pick for the Golden Tate. I mean, first round pick for the Amari Cooper. This year, yeah, Amari Cooper. There it is. I I love it, man. Yeah, it made it a very important impact to this passing offense that was stagnant. And, you know, if he's going to be worth the $15 million next year, who knows? But they're going to have a number one wide receiver and they have to really worry about that all the more. And also, their first round pick now is going to be the 20th pick instead of the seventh pick, which also plays a big part in that, too. I, I think that was awesome, though. It was more like going into this and seeing. Oh no, Golden Tate, the Eagles, they gave up a third while we gave up a first. Man, Jerry Jones did it again. <laughs> Screw the old man. He screwed us. I came in here saying that. I think I said it on one of our podcasts, for God's sakes. But now it's more like, I, I, I think we won. I think we actually had the better trade over. I think the only one that had a kind of matchable trade is the Texans with Demaryius Thomas. He's all right. He's all right, but what did y'all give up for him? Uh, I believe a fourth round pick. But that was fifth. I think it was a fourth. It was a fourth. Yeah. Either way, I'll take the fourth for it. Well, I mean, a the fourth thing, is not bad. The thing about Thomas is he gets first downs. I mean, you draw a lot of attention to Hopkins. How many touchdowns does he have, though? He has two, I think. That's pretty solid. But yeah, but like they need a, they just need a solid receiver opposite of him. If it wasn't be him, it was gonna be Vincent Smith. It was gonna be I can never remember his name. He played for the Steelers. <laughs> oh, what a fan you are! What is this? Is this a this is a battle run blog, or is this just a Cowboys talk? It's a, I don't know what <laughs> you should say something like, is this like you know a uh, lame red blog? I don't know. I don't have anything at all. It should have been your joke. Uh, the one thing I do like about the Eagles defense is I think Malcolm Jenkins is really great. Like he's the only good player in the secondary. And Dallas's defense now, they're seventh in defensive DVOA. They were like twentieth when we spoke about this like four a month ago. Yeah. And they really made the leap. And they're third in pressure rate right now. And I don't think there's a better edge rusher in football than Marcus Lawrence. Like I think he's better than Watt. I think he's better than Clowney. I think he's better than Danelle Hunter. I think he's better I mean like but those are defensive ends. I don't think I think Von Miller is different as a three four edge rusher than Demarcus Lawrence is from being a pure defensive in rushing. But he's just 
His rip move is just a joy to watch. And I, he can spin. And he, he can do every pass rush move available. I, I have to ask you. And only because I'm so biased. And that's the reason why I'm really not talking a lot about the Cowboys. Because I kind of boasted about them last week. My question to you. Are they the best defense in the league? Dallas's? Yeah. No. Who has the better defense? I guess I would still say Chicago. Really? Yeah. You, even after last week? I mean, bad games happen every once in a while. I mean... I'm just saying, even when it comes to Dallas, I get bad games happen, but give me a better linebacker duo. Give me a better pass rusher. Give me better corners. Give me give me better. And the only thing that I really truly think it would have been better, Earl Thomas somehow would have been healthier and would have replaced Heath. Well, you would rather have Amari Cooper or Earl Thomas? Amari Cooper. We'll see. I, I can't say they like that anymore. Yeah. I really wish. I know, I know. I'm eating everything I've ever said about it because I talked so much smack saying I wanted Earl Thomas. I didn't like the Amari Cooper pickup. Guess what? I love the Amari Cooper pickup. Oh my yeah. God. It's the greatest thing that ever happened. And him and Dak have a relationship, apparently. Uh, they, they work in the training room together. Apparently, they watch film together and they just well, look eye to eye together. They have a romantic relationship. Do you think they have a pair of bunk beds, but they share the same bunk? God. I, yes. Yes. And you know what? I don't care. The, the last thing I want to say about I want to share that bunk. So is this so if Dallas loses on Sunday and they get all the memes and all the text messages saying Taylor you're so stupid the Cowboys are so bad is that the worst part about being a Cowboys fan that they can't just like lose and you don't hear anything but the fact that the whole world has to make a point whenever they lose a game but this is the point that I always make to people this is why they're America's team no matter what anybody says this is the exact point I make Oh my God, they're not America's team. Everybody hates them. Yeah, you hate them, but yeah, you watch them just so you can tell me how much you hate them. That is what I love. Oh, were you expecting that type of no. knowledge to be well, landed? I'm, no, the problem, the, problem, Whoa. the problem The problem. is that for everybody else alive in America, the Cowboys are just forced down your throat. They're always on at 3 o'clock. Well, especially women in Texas. Like you get them every Sunday. Even if you don't want to watch them play, they're on at 3 o'clock. They're on all these primetime games. You're just stuck having to watch them. If you want to watch football uh, by sitting there on your couch all day, you're going to have to watch a Cowboys game. And so that's where it comes from. Okay, yeah, that's where it comes from, my ass. Oh, I said it. Only because what happened Thursday night against the Saints? What was the Thursday night rating? Yeah, the highest-rated Thursday that. night game of I'm all about time. Over the course of the last 15 my, years, though, it hasn't been like that every year. But this is my point. It's going to be the highest rated game ever, every single time they play. It's just because they are the Dallas Cowboys, because everybody wants them to lose. Well, it's or also, people like me who wants to watch them win. No matter it's what a you It's self prophecy, though, in a way. You even when you said keep, it yourself, you Taylor, how many there. text messages are you going to get? I'm going to get a lot. Guess how many text messages everybody else receives whenever their team loses. Not very many because guess well, what? The problem I is don't that, care. And also the problem is the Texans don't lose. You know they just keep winning games in a row. Hold on, I don't talk <laughs> smack about the Texans because I actually don't mind your team. Yeah. I love DeAndre Hopkins and I love Deshaun Watson. I hate your coach. I've what, That's it. I, I have never actually talked. And JJ Watt and Clowney. I have not talked smack about your I team you at haven't. all. I'm saying my only, well, my only experience your with, with what you have to deal with every Sunday. 
is because I write for a Texans website, I get I'm on Texans internet, and most people are Texans fans or Astros fans. And so I'm just sitting there my my own business is like, oh, Texas Rangers are 15 games below 500. They suck. I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like, hey, we I don't we don't care about you. You keep winning baseball games. Leave us alone here. We haven't done anything. We don't care. We'll just go to Houston and sweep you guys in August and we won't talk to you ever again after that. So that's the only time I ever see it. It's just kind of like it just comes up every time. But uh, you know, I like this Cowboys team. It makes me gross to say it, but their defense is a lot of fun to watch. So who do you have in this game? I have to pick my guys. All right, so because it's rivalry game, I, you can't predict anything, so I'm just going to go with this. Another close game. I got Dallas Cowboys 21. I got the Eagles 17. So you have Dallas 21 and Philadelphia 17? Yeah. I have the Eagles winning 24-16. Whoa! Hold on. We're going to make a side bet now. No, Because we're I not. don't like the attitude. We're not you just made an eight point. Whoa, wait. What do you mean we're not? You're we're not, so confident. No, because we're not going to remember it. It doesn't matter. And you I'm already, remember and until it. you paid me back for the Texans bet, there's no side bets. Oh, well, wait. Anymore. What is the Texans bet? We bet on the Texans-Cowboys game. We bet dinner. The Texans beat the Cowboys. And Didn't I'm still I pay hung- for dinner yet? No, I'm still hungry. I had not bought you pizza? No. Well, I have not bought you beer? No. I see this is why you're a terrible friend because you don't remember God God I hate you so so are you going to pick Dallas with the points because Wait, they're what's four, the point pick? Dallas are four Dallas is four point favorites so you're picking a push right now with alright fine 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 you can just say you're, no, you sh- can say, say 21 sh- I don't want to hear Dallas. your mouth Philly 16 Dallas 21 okay there we go there you go. You're so big and strong. So yeah, yeah, right. I know, I know, you, I know. You love me. I'll all take right. off my shirt. So we're gonna we're gonna be right back. We're gonna take a quick break. And we're back. So the third game we're talking about tonight is the Baltimore Ravens going to Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs are eight point favorites. So last week Baltimore beat Atlanta. Baltimore ran the ball 49 times for 207 yards to have one touchdown. They threw the ball 15 times, picked up only 167 yards. They have a touchdown, they have an interception. Uh, so the last three weeks also with Lamar Jackson, the entire offense is pretty – it's so much – I like watching the Ravens' offense play, mainly because it's really similar to the San Francisco 49ers, like 2011, 2012, where they had these really heavy backfield sets where you have you know, your quarterback back there, you have a fullback, a running back, two tight ends, and these full house formations – they're almost running the wing tee, and uh, it's just like really interesting to see all the different pullers, all the different options, all the different pitches available. And Jackson's also just like such an incredible athlete too. Um, and also, I'm just gonna say such like for every sentence for the rest of the show as well too, because uh, I, I really wish I was dying my hair blonde moving to California. But anyways, Jackson is picking up. He has 146 rush attempts. Uh, that's very wrong. He has 54 rush attempts for 265 yards. He's averaging 4.91 yards a carry. But he's thrown the ball 65 times. So he's only thrown 11 more passes than he has rushes right now. And uh, he's thrown one touchdown, three interceptions. So watching the Ravens, are you enjoying this all-run, no-pass offense the Ravens have right now? 
Man, I've such different numbers for Lamar Jackson than you. Because what you have you have on? you have his entire year stats. You don't have the past three weeks. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, gross! Why I should talk about the past that? three weeks. Because he's been Next starting. Time, why don't you just state that for me? God, my mistake. My I'm mistake. sorry that my numbers are so much better. Because he's been a starting With the quarterback for three times, weeks. Four hundred and four yards, three TDs. How about the passing? Forty-six out of seventy-seven for five forty and two. T- because and he, three interceptions. Been, Why don't you watch your mouth? He's been a starter for the last three weeks, and that's where these numbers came from. All right, it's more indicative of what's going to, what's happening whenever compared to him just kind of coming out, coming in, and giving Joe Flacco a cigarette break here and there. These All are right. his numbers as a starter. Oh, okay. So, do oh. you like this offense? Oh. Do you like this famous oh. offense? All right, all right. I feel like you're yelling at me right now. I'm not yelling. I'm not appreciating. I'm not yelling. All right. I do. I actually like this offense a lot. I'll be honest with you. It works. And that's where Joe Flacco's gone. He's not coming back. And Lamar Jackson's really going to take over with this team. Because it's interesting. It's a different way. It's a Tim Tebow style. That's the issue. Is that the Baltimore Ravens are willing to give this a shot. They're willing to change their offense in order to suit this young man's setting. And guess what? He can thrive in it. This is the offensive environment that he can do. And it's it's great. It's just, it's weird to watch. And it it's all about can he last. I hate that in a way he's already had that injury to where... Yeah, concussion. He, yeah, and uh, RG3 had first team reps this week. So it was a little concerned. Jackson is going to play this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still supposed to come in. So it was still kind of sad that Marvin Lewis was in a way proven right because if he's already having that type of injury, it doesn't make it seem like that the young guy can last. And it sucks because I love the style. I just... Man, before I was criticizing the way, but now it's like Marvin Lewis is right, damn it. I don't want to say that. Well, maybe they should ha- they should sign Tim Tebow to play quarterback for him this week. I'm sure he can step in and run the same offense. Hey, man, I think he loves his job at the SEC, whatever he's doing he's with as far ba- as like our announcer. And then he plays baseball in the springtime. Man, how? What? What a lot. Oh, good so, Lord. So this game is, is super interesting because this is a contrast in styles. You have the Ravens who refuse to throw the football. You have the Chiefs who have an all-time great passing offense right now. But the problem for Kansas City is they have the, they have the worst run defense in football this year, and you know I don't and that's the kind of a problem I have whenever I say something with regarding football. You say they have the worst run defense in football. We're talking about football. You don't need to throw that end in there. And it's especially hard whenever you're writing something. But anyways, I digress. The Chiefs' run defense this year: five point one yards in attempt, thirty first, ten point two percent run defense DVOA, which is thirty second. So, can Baltimore keep it close enough in this game on their defense to be able to continuously run the ball throughout it? You know, That's love, the question to this game. You know why I love you? Because you, you love the football aspect. Because, by the way, I'll answer your question. Yes, I think Baltimore is going to be able to stand the chance. I think Baltimore is going to be able to do the way that they have been doing, especially against Atlanta last week where we showed their defense can hold because everybody believes in Lamar Jackson. Nobody <laughs> believes in Flacco because Flacco believed in Flacco. I mean, the defense has been great even when Flacco's the quarterback. Flacco believes in Flacco. 
where after he throws a touchdown, he then does a shotgun on the sideline he with just, a can, a Bud Light. No, he just says That's this. what he does. No, no he, he just raises his arm. He shotguns a beer after he throws a touchdown. That's not what he does. Because Flacco's the worst human being alive. That's I'm just going to throw that out there. But my he point picked, to you, he, I'm going to throw the... Whoa! I was just saying, he Let grabs me put the, the elephant in the room. The I'm going to put the elephant in the and room. And the infants the ground. I'm putting the elephant in the room. Kareem Hunt with Kansas City. I don't think it matters that much. I disagree. He's their four. He's their Let four me ask you this. Uh, how many yards did Spence Ware have last week? I have no idea. Really? They scored 40 points. Great. He had 14 carries for 47 yards, 3.4 average against Oakland. Yeah, you say it's not that great of a deal. Uh, do you know what the final score was? They won 40-33. Yeah, that's great. That's a seven-point difference. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, so are you confident in this Kansas City team after? Yeah, because it's so you're out of your mind. It says more about their defense than their offense. What? That doesn't – okay, they their still defense scored hasn't 40 been points. good. Yeah, their, their defense, defense hasn't been good no matter what, but now they – my entire point to you whenever I'm bringing this up, by the way. I know way, what you're saying. You're saying the games are going to be longer because they can't run the ball as effectively. There's my point, is that now you're relying on Patrick Mahomes. By the way, his stats, 23 of 38, dude, that's not going to survive. That's not going to work. It's been one I'm glad game. that he had four TDs <laughs> against the Oakland Raiders. I'm so happy. But his percentage is disgusting because now you don't have the run game with you. I would and rather have I, that, though. I'd rather have 23 for 38 and four touchdowns than have 24 28 for one touchdown and 225 yards. Okay. Throw the ball downfield. It's better. It's Let me better to throw the ball downfield. Is Kansas City better with uh, Kareem Hunt or are they uh, better without Kareem Hunt? Of course they're better with Kareem Hunt. Okay, how much better? Like, I don't know. We haven't, they've only played one game so far. Right? Well, one game so really far, and by the way, it was what an I'm impressive saying, game. What I'm saying is that Kareem Hunt, was, who's more important? Mahomes is more important. Tyreek Hill is more important. Kelsey's more important. With Kareem Hunt, you're losing You know your fourth most important offensive player. Ooh. Oh, and wow. also, Spencer Ware has been good. I would before. say third. No. I would say third most important. Piece. Hill, Kelsey, and Mahomes are more important. And also, Ware has been good in whoa, Kansas City before. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He just don't hasn't just, played. Don't well. just throw those names out there. And just assume that you're correct in all of this. It's true. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm again. I don't want to touch on anything of that subject of what the man did. All I'm saying is, Kansas City now is not the same. They're it's not a, the same at all. It's only been one game. Uh, and Ware hasn't gotten a lot of carries at all this year. He's been good in Kansas City before. It's his first game where he's had to carry the entire load. And I'm sure they have like two other running backs who they can probably bring in who will be better than him anyways. You if know he's what? Not that good. I'm actually really excited for this now because I feel like we truly are going to have another different pick here. I think so. And so, by the way... Oh, whoa, whoa, don't you dare. Don't you dare. So, Zachers is better than Kelsey. Right, we already talked about this. Right. So we don't need to be redundant here. So they, the question so the question here is, can Baltimore keep it close enough to be able to run the ball? I don't know. And so Kansas City's played four good pass defenses. They scored 30 in the Chargers. They scored 27 on Denver. They scored 26 on Arizona. And they scored 30 on Jacksonville. And I'm thinking the Ravens need to score 30 points to beat Kansas City. They are going, they are going up against the worst run defense and the Ravens have scored 30 points with Jackson. They scored 34 against Oakland. They scored 26 against Atlanta. And they scored 24 against Cincinnati. The difference here, though, is that they had two non-offensive touchdowns against Oakland. They had one non-offensive touchdown against Atlanta. 
And they kicked like four field goals against Atlanta too. So I think the only way the Ravens have a chance in this game, not, not even saying win, but to have a chance, they're going to have to have a punt return for a touchdown, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Even those don't those don't exist anymore. They're dinosaurs. They need a fumble return for a touchdown, a pick six, something along those lines to be able to score enough points to give the Kansas City because their offense alone can't do it. I just, I'm, you know what? For me, <laughs> I just, I'm not a big believer. Only in Kansas City, and that's where my issue is. I'm, I've been big on Baltimore. I actually have loved their defense. You're big ever. on Baltimore, like six weeks ago. That's what I'm saying. And well, we, we, that was the conversation we had. We both like Baltimore. They went, lost three games in a row. And what I was saying was that it's we hopped off the Flacco bandwagon, which both you and I acknowledge. But, it, it, but we said more of it had to do the schedule. They had went through a really tough break in their schedule. They played three really great teams. I can't remember those teams anymore now, but they played three tough teams. <laughs> and they've gone back and won three games in a row. And they kind of readjusted themselves. But they, they went through a tough tough part in their schedule was the, the biggest thing. I know they played Carolina. And they play, I watched all these games too. I by the remember. way, by the way, Carolina. I look like a damn idiot. Only because last week, whenever I talked about the NFC, whenever they came to the wildcard teams, I picked Carolina and Minnesota. Yeah. Oh my God. Now I, I look like a genius. Am right, I right? Good, job. <laughs> Good job, Bill. So, yeah, I think this can be kind of the key in this game, though. Uh, I'm excited for it just because of the clash of styles, but the, the problem is that passing the ball is a lot better. It's better to be good at passing the ball than running the ball. So I'm picking Kansas City to win 30 to 20. Wow, actually, you know what? I got the upset. I just I I don't believe in it. I got Baltimore 24. I have Kansas City 23. And yeah, so okay. Well, the least amount of points uh, Kansas City has scored this year is 26. The Arizona Cardinals, who are the best bad team in football. Stop it. Oh my god, you're so obsessed with them. I don't understand. We won't talk about these. Alright, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about the last game for this week. And we're back. So the last game we're talking about are, is the Minnesota Vikings going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. The Seahawks are three-point favorites. So, on paper, this is a super even matchup, except Seattle has a better quarterback and they have better special teams. Before we talk about Seattle, I want to talk about Kirk Cousins last week. So in that Patriots game, he went 32 of 44. It sounds pretty good, right, Taylor? For uh, 201 yards. Also, in addition to that, he was sacked twice and lost 18 yards on the sack. So he averaged 4.6 yards in attempt. He averaged 4.15 net yards in attempt. And every time I see a quarterback hover around four yards in attempt, you know, less than four net yards in attempt, it automatically makes me think of Brock Osweiler because I watched Brock Osweiler play good teams and just not, he, he threw a fumble farther than his average pass attempt against the Broncos in a game. And so whenever you run that four mark, you're, you're playing as bad as any quarterback could possibly play, no matter what your completion percentage is. And so with Kirk Cousins, the problem with him is that he can't create. He can't manufacture people open. If there's any sort of pressure at all, he, has, he should really struggles dealing with it. And if, if guys are open right away, he's just kind of back there just stuck thinking and thinking and thinking. And then he dumps off and the guy's tackled immediately. Uh, this was a, a really, really bad game from him. And uh, I mean, like, I felt like I was watching Brock Osweiler watching Kirk Cousins play last week. I feel like I've said 
a lot of things similar to what Kirk Cousins has shown. When it comes to, oh, hey, look at this guy. He got paid $80 million. All guarantees. I think 92. I think 92. Either way. Either way, it's something to They own 60, and he's getting paid 21 this year. You would know. So not 90. You're the football expert. I'm just a guy that's here. I look, I'm just saying, I looked whoa, it up there. Wait, why do you have to be all defensive? I'm not whoa, the football expert. Whoa, stop attacking me. I'm just talking. All I'm saying is... <laughs> this isn't a safe space, all right? Just because there's comics on the wall. Oh, are you insulting someone? No, I'm right saying now? it's not I safe feel, in here. I feel like you're hurting. It's a my dangerous place. I don't like this. I got all right, yeah, all right. This is this is getting weird. Either way, Kirk Cousins. I told you, man. It's overrated. Everything about it is just overrated. He just tricks you. He's going to win one game, and then he's just going to look horrible the next game. Either way, you're never going to know what you're going to get. It's a jackal in high situation. It's kind of weird. Only because I don't mind him in certain ways. He He's going to throw you the 300 yards a game. But yet when it comes to certain teams, for example, the Patriots. Oh, panic mode. I need to go into soft. I need to throw to the running back. I need to throw these quick short the passes Patriots over, and over and over and over and over. By the way. You know, uh, last week, I'm sorry about that last segment to where I insulted the Minnesota Vikings and Dalvin Cook. You know Dalvin Cook had He was last awesome week? last week. Uh, do you know how many uh, carries I think he, he had? had 82 yards on nine carries. 84 yards on nine carries. Close enough. You know what? I'll take it. You're the man. However, nine carries for 84 yards? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what are you... What are we even talking about? Kirk Cousins was killing it, right? With 32 of 44. And it wasn't like the game was out of reach. It's a two-touchdown game. So why is Dalvin Cook not getting the ball when he is having that type of a night? And Kirk Cousins is hey, Kirk, we need those three-yard passes. Get them together. Yeah. Like, this ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, like, Dalvin Cook, even if he wasn't running the ball that well, would average as many yards per play as Kirk Cousins was averaging this game. And the other thing about it, too, like the Vikings are a better run-blocking offensive line than pass-blocking offensive line. That's always been the thing with Riley Reed and Mike Remmers is that, you know, although they got paid big money, they're guys that consistently need help being chipped on the outside to be competent pass blockers. The Patriots, the best part of their defense is their pass rush, but overall, they just haven't covered guys that well. And to have 4.15 net yards in attempt <laughs> against a mediocre pass defense is just absurd. Uh, the good news, though, in this game is that Seattle isn't all that great covering receivers. They're good at, you know, their run defense is good. Their pass rush isn't, like, horrifying, isn't constantly creating pressure. But they do get a lot of sacks. Uh, so Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, this should be a really, gr- really great game for both these players if, you know, Cousins gets, gets the right amount of time. So that's the good news. I think Cousins will bounce back. I think he can throw 300 yards against the Seattle defense. I think the one problem, though, is that Russell Wilson's just been, you know, this is the best year he's had in his entire career so far. By the way, I really kind of want to talk about it. Because do you remember, who did I tell you? Who's my favorite quarterback to watch? Who did I tell you? Who well, the favorites have been the best. But I think you say your favorite watch. Matthew? Hey, I said Philip Rivers. Who did I say was my favorite? Yeah, my favorite is Philip Rivers. Get Yours is Russell Wilson. Thank you. Yeah. Come on. Can you at least give me some credit here? Because here's my whole thing. 
When was the last time he threw an interception? I don't know. He's only thrown five this year, though. Yeah, guess what? It hasn't been the past four games. Uh, game before that. I don't know what the fifth game was. Either way, past four games, has thrown an interception. Russell Wilson is the guy, man. I love watching him, which brings me into my next question to you. Was it right for the Seattle Seahawks to choose him over that defense? Is this what this yeah. year's kind of showing in a way? And that's not even me trying to create drama, me trying to over-exaggerate or anything like that. That is a serious question. It's weird, right? Well, we talked about this last week. And yeah. one of the reasons for it is because defensive players get really bad at like 30 years old, 31 years old. And that's when they have a steep decline. Quarterbacks peak at age 31. And so even though Wilson's already 30 years old or whatever it is, this is when quarterbacks reach the reach the peak of their production curve. Yeah, so Wilson this year, he's averaging 66, or his completion percentage is 66.6%. He's averaging 8.3 yards attempt, which is 7th in football. He has 29 touchdowns, which is 4 to 5 interceptions, which is 6. And he's been sacked 36 times. <laughs> and that's the crazy thing about it, is that like the pass protection still isn't good. He's still being really good. It he's doesn't still matter. Great. And like even imagine a different quarterback behind this offensive line with this amount of pass protection. You know, he's been spectacular. And if you know, if it wasn't up, if it wasn't because of the Saints and the Rams and the Chiefs, Russell Wilson's like probably the will probably get the fifth most votes for the MVP this year. I would believe. It's really okay. I'm extremely impressed everything every single thing that Russell Wilson does, and that's kind of why. I was... He is the MVP. I mean, come on. He's not the MVP. He's MVP. I was there expecting Seattle. Because here's the thing. You know what Seattle's remaining schedule are? Vikings, 49ers, Chiefs, Cardinals. Yeah, it's, it's good, bad. It's good, bad, okay, good, bad. Because this is actually what my main point was when it comes to this game. I was really excited that you chose this game. Is this a game where whoever wins, you're in the playoffs. Whoever loses, you're out of the playoffs. Well, Seattle can lose and still make the playoffs. Yeah, it's just... They'll I, be 7-6. The Vikings will be 7-6-1. But, but then they'll beat the 49ers, sure. And then they'll beat the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs are going to beat them, is my point. And then it's it's more like you're gambling on the 49ers and the Cardinals. They destroy the 49ers. Can they beat the Cardinals, your favorite bad team? Yeah, they're my favorite team. Yeah, exactly right. We're talking about but, it. First and <laughs> foremost, I'm a Cardinals fan. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Still, that's my point, though. This is a big game for both. And if Vikings lose, and if Vikings don't make the playoffs, what do they do? I mean, they, well, they're going to do it again next year. That's what they're going to exactly. do. Exactly. It's like, well, do you just hit the replay? Yeah, you. They, they have to. They're in a spot where they have to. They just have to do it all over again. It's kind of weird. But like, I, I, would, I would expect I next year for their defense to be better. Because their defense is like the eighth best in football. You expect to be, you know, the third best. Uh, both them and Jackson really, really dropped off this year, which kind of tends to happen with defenses overall. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think Seattle's going to win this game mainly because Wilson's better than Kirk Cousins. They're at home, and so it's weird because Cousins is playing against a worse defense than Wilson is. But Wilson's been Wilson, the Seahawks' offense has been a lot better than the Viking Vikings Vikings have been. I think he from Minnesota though is to actually sack Russell Wilson, not just pressure him. So the Seahawks have won seven games. In those wins, he's been sacked 15 times. In the five losses they've had, he's been sacked 22 times. And so I think that's the thing Minnesota has to do to win this game. It's not have Kirk Cousins go out and win a game for you because he doesn't do that. It's to sack Russell Wilson. And then allow Kirk Cousins to... 
do a little bit more than enough for you to win the game. By the way, I'm going to jump to this right now. This is how confident I am. Seattle versus Dallas in the round one of the playoffs. Okay. Uh, who do you have? It's at Dallas. It's at Dallas, obviously. Who do you have in that game? So Dallas would be the four C is what you're saying. Yeah. And they played the well, I don't think they've been playing the first round though. Why? Well, yeah, Dallas would play the war. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like I have a very game. realistic setting here. Don't you dare destroy my realistic setting. Chicago's gonna play like Carolina or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, but the thing about Carolina is, is they have to play New Orleans two more times. And then Minnesota loses this game. I have no idea who's gonna be that sixth wildcard spot. Oh yeah. It's super confusing. Oh. Okay, can you go back to my scenario, please? I would say... I would pick Seattle. <laughs> I don't... See, this is... Why do you do this? Like, I try to be nice to you. I try. You tell me, Taylor. Also, I don't have a strong opinion. Taylor, on let's right do now. this together. Let's be partners. Let's have a podcast. I want to come over to your house. I want to see your comic book room. Taylor, show me the comics is what you tell me. And then you spit in my face. I don't have a strong opinion on it right now. We're talking about something a month away. Talk to me in a month, which we'll do. We'll talk about this game in a month. <laughs> I'll, I'll know a lot more about it. I will, I'll, I will have watched a lot more. I will have a lot more numbers, a lot more information. I will know a lot more about that game then. As of right now, it's on my head. I would just pick Seattle because Russell Wilson's been so good. Lately, uh, all right. I'm gonna go back to this game. All right. So who are you picking? Stop it! Oh, Why are you rushing me? All right. I'm gonna go with Seattle, which means that I'm gonna eliminate Kirk Cousins and Minnesota Vikings. But they can still make the playoffs, though. You really believe that the Minnesota Vikings are gonna make the playoffs if they go six, six, and one after this week? Yeah, they still can. Because you're that, out of your mind. Well, it's them and Carolina. Who else? You see, the Eagles Eagles can still make it. Oh, God. You see what I mean? Oh. Like, the Eagles or Dallas, I guess, could be the other six seed, but it's either going to be Carolina, Minnesota, or Dallas or Philadelphia. God, I thought the NFC would be strong this year. This is turned to the AFC six seed. Yeah, this is, like, (laughs) gross. Man, I I was feeling so much better about it, but I, even as a Cowboys fan, the only thing is, I don't get home field advantage the entire time. If you go to New Orleans the first for a playoff, yeah, but if you go to New Orleans for a playoff game, you're gonna lose. That's just a recipe for disaster. Hey, you want to go to the dome? No. <laughs> <laughs> I do like New Orleans, but I, yeah, it's a fun time. Yeah. No, no team wants to go there. So I have Seattle winning this game, twenty three seventeen. I'm picking Seattle with the points. Uh, I, I think Minnesota can lose this game and still be okay because again, the sixteen is just really screwed up. And if Carolina you know, beat Tampa last week, uh, this would be a much different thing. But their past team has completely fallen apart. And playing New Orleans twice in three more weeks, where New Orleans is still fine for the number one seed overall, I don't think this may game. I don't think New Orleans is even going to play their B game in all week 17. And even though the playoff seeds are set, I think they're going to be like, well, we're not going to play for two weeks, so let's come out and try to beat Carolina because we hate them. All right, so for me, uh, wait, what's the points? Seattle three-point favorites. Damn it. All right, so can I say that Seattle 23-and-a-half to Minnesota That's 20? fine. <laughs> All right. That's so fine. That's what I'll say. That Man. works out. That's a better way to say it than, like, 
I would just say, all right, I'm gonna pick Seattle. Yeah. To win. I want to win by this much. But I'm gonna pick them with the points. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I want Seattle win. It's two different things. So, before we go, I have to mention because, listen, Sam is a douche. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there because he honestly texted me saying. I'm sorry, Taylor, that I that you beat me in fantasy. I made the playoffs, and you should not have beat me that week. Do you know how douchey that sounds? I just want to let everybody know, Sam, douche. I'm glad you like. I just want to throw that out there. I'm glad you like all these strangers know how you feel about Sam. Somebody they've never met, no, never will meet. <laughs> so um, to recap. I have the Colts, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Seahawks. You have the Texans, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Seahawks. God, I'm, I'm a bigger fan than you of your own team. You're the worst. Well, these are two different conversations you're having. Yeah, it's not two different conversations. You're honestly the worst fan I've ever met. I can want the Texans to win, but still think they're going to lose. I still think you're the worst fan I've ever they're met. Two, these are two separate things. It's not two separate things if you're just the worst fan. I can want them to win, but your think they're team gonna is going to lose. You want your team to lose. No, I think they're going to lose, but I want them to win. How do people like you? I don't think anybody, nobody likes me. Nobody should listen to you, alright? You know what? I'm just kidding. Tune in every Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, whenever the Texans go into playoffs and they actually play against a team that throws the ball downfield, and they lose by two touchdowns, that's where all this is leading to. Because it's going to happen. And so right now, it's just it's gonna, it's been going to happen for like five weeks now. Now we have to wait four more weeks until it actually happens. Or I guess five more weeks. Because it probably won't happen until the second round of playoffs. But... Whatever. Uh, so anyways, if you're listening to the show right now, still, subscribe to the show. Subscribe to it. Tell your friends to subscribe to it. Push the subscribe. damn! Yeah, it's not very hard. Listen to Taylor. Just subscribe to the show. It's not that difficult to do. Uh, and we'll be back on Tuesday night. I think I may talk with Luke, our favorite friend from Ireland, about the Texans-Colts game. And then we'll be back talking on Wednesday night because I'm going to the desert on Thursday. So we won't be able to pod on Thursday. It'll be on next Wednesday. We'll preview week 15 where the Texans are going to be playing the New York Jets on Saturday football. And I will not be around for that. <laughs> oh, so God. until then, we'll talk to you next Tuesday night. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy week 14. My name is Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Bell Red Radio. And thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.